Welcome everyone to the Mutant Football League podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Peffers, and today I have a special guest with me, Justin Beachwood, the commissioner of the official Mutant Football League Fantasy League. Thank you for being here, Justin. Hey, absolutely, Kyle. I'm happy to come on and, uh, and share some of the background and history behind the league and um, answer any questions you got. Let's go, Alrighty. man. Alrighty. Well, Tell the fans right up front who you are and what you do besides being the commissioner. Yes. Uh, on Online, I guess I'm, I'm kind of uh, known affectionately as Commissioner Bitchwood, being as my last name is Beachwood. But, uh, you know, I live in the Boston area and uh, I'm a teacher by day and um, I do my best to try to keep a respectable fantasy league going by night. You know, this is our eighth year. I think it's, yeah, eighth year of doing the oomph as we call it. That's the acronym that goes by OOMF, O-M-F-F, you know? That's incredible. Eight years. <laughs> that would put Eight it years, it's true. Before the game even came out, how is that even possible? So, um, when Michael was running a Kickstarter, and this is more than eight years ago, obviously, but he was running a Kickstarter to try to kind of get a new Mutant League style game out there. I think it was it was kind of planned to be like a 2D, you know, isometric-ish uh, mobile game. Right. And so I had heard about the Kickstarter. My older brother actually had had clued me in on it. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. I'll pledge X amount of money. I would love to see this come back to life. And however it looks, I'm sure it's going to be cool. So it actually, I don't think it met its goal. And in that whole process, though, I remember emailing out to, to Michael and just saying, hey, you know, best of luck with this project. I'm really psyched about it. Loved playing football growing up. Loved playing hockey growing up. I remember in the opening titles of the hockey game, it said, coming soon, Mutant League basketball. Yes. And that never happened. <laughs> that never happened. You know, it bummed me out as a kid who was, you know, what, in my early teens, but uh, it never happened. So, you know, 20-something years later, now they're going to do something uh, more updated and modernized. And I was looking forward to that. So anyway, Michael writes back, says, you know, hey, thanks so much for the feedback. Um, you know, it's great to always hear from fans, et cetera, et cetera. And then I, I replied again and just kind of gushed a little bit more. And I shared with him some ridiculous, uh, you know, photographs. I had kind of like photoshops together using the action figures from the Mutant League cartoon that came out in the 90s. I shared with them uh, some of my, you know, glory days statistics from when I would play Mutant League football on the Sega Genesis. Um, I was able, one time, my highest score, I was able to get over a 400-point game. Whoa. By exploiting the Galaxy Aces versus what was it the the sixty winers right and that was yep. those are the guys that were the worst team <laughs> and I knew this one little trick where I could kick it just right and and it kind of exploit this landmine it wasn't a glitch or anything but anyway you know little little silly things like that that it was just fun for me to share with the guy who created this game that created ridiculous amounts of hours of enjoyment for me as a, you know, a, a tweenish kind of a kid and all into my teenage years. And even into college, you know, I brought my Genesis with me too. <laughs> nope. um, just couldn't put it down, man. So it was nice to make that connection back then. And I, and I quickly realized just how approachable Michael is and how open he is to hearing from fans. And that really, I kind of think set the stage for uh, where we are today. One of the things I shared with him then, and this gets back to your original question, Kyle, I had told him how, I had set up a fantasy football league with some friends of mine, some who knew the game, some who had no idea what it was. And it was uh, through ESPN, I think. And we just set it up and I said, you know what? There's a lot of commissioner tools available here to tinker with scores, tinker with rosters. 
it'd be cool if we just kind of like transferred some of the ideas of the, the nasty audibles as they call them in that game. Right. And, and kind of figure out how I can use my commissioner God hand to adjust scores, rosters, et cetera. So my friends and I, we built up this, this playbook of, uh, of nasty audibles and it involved, you know, trading players away for a week and involved, you know, subtracting points, adding points, um, you know, instead of, uh, you know, Arian Foster was big at the time. Instead of him rushing for 10 yards equals one point, let's boost him up. Let's have every 10 yards of rushing be two points. And many of those original ideas um, kind of evolved or, or in spirit, at least, are still in what our oomph dirty trick playbook is nowadays. So, so it's pretty cool to see that. Evolve. up you. This was all your idea. Uh, you know, I, I guess I can take credit for that. that yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That, that's so cool. And you actually touched base on one of my other questions of how the pointing systems work of the dirty tricks. Like, how do you correlate what the what dirty trick does what? Sure. So, um, you know, we tried what we could working with Chad also to kind of look at what's in the, the existing game, the mutant football league game, the current gen version, and seeing uh, what titles we can use, you know, what we could get to inspire and, and make a little twist on what I had already kind of. Uh, within my own personal social social circle there. So, um, you know, we kind of figured that like, all right, you bribe the ref, what's that going to be worth? You know what, maybe 10 points is good. Like, I think a 10-point wide receiver output would be fairly satisfying for most fantasy players, yeah. yeah. About right. So let's, let's make it bribe the ref 10 bucks. Or if you attack the ref, that's going to be minus 10 points to the other team, you know? Um, so we kind of fiddle with those numbers. Uh, one of the craziest ones, I think, that can have the biggest – you know, momentum shift in any matchup is uh, I called it the death bone double down in my old version of the league, because uh, that was the name of one of the plays in the original game. Yes. Don't know why, but it just kind of seemed one to go with that. You're going to double down on the projected point total that, you know, Yahoo projects for that player. So if you meet or exceed that projection, you're going to double up that guy's total points. Awesome. If you, fail to meet that projection you're going home with a donut zero points for that regardless player. so you know if it's a quarterback who's projected at 21.5 points but he only gets 18 you get nothing nothing oh my but on God. the other hand you can walk away with you know 44 or 45 points whatever that turns out to be so um fun ones like that you know it's it's that's what really i think adds to the the uniqueness of of what this league is now i remember i was in this league in 2018 i had a Galaxy huh. Ace-esque team. I had Brady. I had Larry Fitzgerald when he was starting. I had Adrian Peterson. And I felt the game come to life because that year pretty much the entire team got injured. <laughs> and I was projecting to number one, but I was last place because <laughs> I had no one left. I was like, yep, this is legit. New football league on paper. <laughs> hey man, I, I'll tell you what, one of the one of the challenges is going through like you know every every post matchup week, right? So probably Tuesdays in the evenings is usually when I get around to kind of adjusting the scores. Yep. And it's it's a little bit tedious, but it's it's fun, it works, you know, you get it all done in you know under 20 minutes or whatever. But uh <laughs> I've seen so many matchups that are close to begin with you know, less than five points, less than three points sometimes. And then it twists all because of that bribe the ref or all nope. because of that, you know, the, the stinking kicker 
you know, maybe he only got four real life points because he missed a 50 yarder. Well, if somebody had that sweet spot, dirty trick activated, he gets no negative points for any of his botches and he doubles up on the oh, points he did okay. get, you know? Yep. So uh, it's just every week, every week I'd say there's one, maybe even two matchups that get pushed in a different direction because of these dirty tricks. And I, sometimes you get to like week 10, week 12, we're coming on the playoffs now. And you look at some of these rosters and, and their GMs haven't activated any of their dirty tricks all year. And I feel bad for him because I'm like, I know you could have probably pinched out three to five wins if you had just taken a chance, <laughs> gone into the DTA playbook, tried something. Uh, and, and then I, I wonder, I'm like, all right, maybe it's like any fantasy league. You know, there could be a couple of people who just kind of flamed out for whatever reason. Life gets nope. in the way. They don't make it a priority. That's fine. Um, but I hate to think that there's people out there who are interested, they're actively managing their roster, but they're intimidated or they're just not sure how to use the dirty trick feature of our league. And maybe they just don't want to ask or they're a little bit nervous about it or they just don't get around to it. Yep. Um, so I always try to emphasize heavy early on and even throughout the season, like if you got questions, ask. Like this is a new concept to like 92% of our group here. Yep. Go ahead, talk it up, ask it and, and ask those questions and, and we'll help you through it. We'll help you you know, cheat some wings into your back pocket there. So uh, let's talk about this league this year then. How is it going? Who's in the lead and who's running rim shot at the end? Yeah, well, I'm happy to say that I used uh, Strawberry Fields this week, which is a, a dirty trick that allows me to swap one of my own top five draft pick players who's healthy to my opponent for this one week only. And okay. I can take anybody I want off of his team. <laughs> so I sent away, and I always botch this guy's name, the wide receiver, Adam Thielen, Thielen, yep. I always botch his name. So I sent him packing for the day, and I took me uh, Mr. Mr. Taylor from the Colts, and he put up a big score for me. Jonathan Taylor had, what, 31 points on Thursday night football. Oh, my God. So I'm, I'm patting myself in the back. I feel pretty good. I've got like a 40-point lead right now against the Philadelphia Eagles, who I believe is, is last year's champion. Okay. The champion always gets invited to play another year. So that's the and, winning circle uh, is you're guaranteed a spot in the league next year. That's exactly right. That's correct. That's correct. Yep. There's only four teams that play in every single season of oomph. And it's, it's myself as the commissioner. It's uh, Michael Menheim, the creator. It's Chad who does all the PR work and uh, whoever our returning champion is. So awesome. right now I'm projected at a 97% chance to win. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Um, but still, I'm not in first place here, Kyle. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, let's take a look at our, uh, our, our standings. And I see that in our mutant conference, we've got a one, two, three, four-way tie for first place entering this week. Everybody's at four and four. Oh, God. So it's kind of a, a mediocre division right there. But um, in our monster conference, uh, we've got, holy cow, another four-way tie. All these teams are five and three. So <laughs> good thing there's more than just uh, eight or nine weeks to a, to a fantasy football season. So did you uh, correlate with the extended season this year? Did you add another week or you kind of just keep the same number of games as last year? Yeah, great question. I, I often do forget that there's that 17th uh, game that's in the works, but um, I think we are slated for 14 regular season matchups, and then we'll have uh, three rounds of playoffs 
because we've got our top six teams in this league make the playoffs. Okay. Um, the division winners each get a bye. And so they're automatically into the second round. And then, you know, that's, that's our quarterfinal or semifinals, excuse me. And then our uh, finals will be that third week, which brings us out to uh, 17 weeks of total gameplay, but the NFL will have an 18th week. And I feel like most fantasy football teams don't end up playing in that 18th week because so many of the stars in real life will end up sitting yep. or having reduced playing time. And it doesn't quite make for a fair matchup in our fantasy worlds. Okay. Now who is your main team for the game old or new game? Who is your <laughs> go-to team? My go-to team. Yeah. So, um, uh, growing up in new England, you know, I'm a Hatriots fan. So, uh, I do, uh, miss the days of bomb shady and company, <laughs> but, um, and, and that's actually who my fantasy team is named after too, the Newt London Hatriots. So, awesome. um, you know, we're, we're cruising along there, you know, the real life Patriots, uh, you know, it's a transition time and that's, that's gotta be some growing pains, but hopefully we'll come back around to dynasty, uh, dynasty lifestyle again, very soon. <laughs> I think back in the original game, Kyle, you know, um, I told you how I'd spend so many games just trying to rack up big scores using the aces. Right. Yep. Um, but I do remember using the monsters cause that's where bones Jackson was. Yep. Um, man, I, I liked all of them. I think I, I often tried to just, you know, crush teams as much as possible. I I'd always be the biggest versus the weakest. And then every once in a while I try to, I'd, I'd set up like a custom season for myself. I had like a, a, <laughs> a paper template that I had drawn up where I could keep went through the game you know because it didn't have a save feature this was kind of before season play was a more common thing i feel like the late 90s in sega genesis world you know ea sports started to put out some games that could you know repeat stats and, and nope. carry over from game to game to give you like a season experience not a franchise experience but at least a season experience and i, think and I wanted the original that. game had like the codes that you could put in you you want to start in playoff mode you, here's some codes of the specific team and you'll be in that part of the playoffs as well yes yes good point unfortunately uh the original mlf didn't have that so i just you know i i load up the game and say all right this is going to be a one-off within the game world but in in justin's world you know i've got my little stat sheet i know like all right here's my my schedule here's who's gonna play today here's who's like you know killed <laughs> from the last game i gotta <laughs> figure this out and uh yeah i had like a whole notebook full of, of stats for uh for a few different teams but um you know it's 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 very cool nowadays with all the ways that we can track stats and you know there's free agents that we can add to our teams in, in the current iteration and uh and hearing michael talk on your podcast um i don't know i guess it was a, a couple of months ago now but yep. all the awesome stuff that's planned for for mutant league football or mutant football league too um, coming out eventually is going to be a lot of stuff to look forward to a lot of tinkering and, and options for this and that it's, it's going to be awesome now speaking of mutant football league two what do you hope for and what do you expect in the newest game yeah um i think you know with any game as much as you can customize is always fun um shoot i i forget some of the features specifically that michael had mentioned um i want to say he had talked about the, the possibility for like a a relegation style yep. where there'd be like a minor league almost. And, and like you start off as a manager in that crap minor league and you got to kind of fight your way to crawl, to get promoted to the, 
to the top tier league. I think that would be a really awesome feature for sure. And I, that'd be a good way to bring in more original teams where they would be the minor leagues. You would have the Orc of Hazards. You would have the Galaxy, and they would be the minor leagues, and then you'd play those pros like Nuke London and Crack Some Skulls. You have to work your way up to the big guys and then just play all these minor league teams. I, I do like that aspect would be tremendous it'd be a good tutorial for the the game as well absolutely and i think too maybe not many uh you know typical north american sports fans may be familiar with how a, a relegation system works you know i think that's very popular in europe you know especially with with you know soccer and things like that but i mean hockey doesn't have that here in the states nope. baseball doesn't have that american football doesn't have that you know you look at basketball the nba doesn't have that so i think that would be a, a cool twist um, to throw at, you know, maybe some younger or even older uh, sports fans that are gamers and, and kind of seeing a new way that they can imagine their their favorite sports world getting revamped someday. Now, what would be some of your pros and cons to the game itself? What would you change? And what does makes you continue to play the game even more? Sure. You know, um, uh, I love... I love seeing the uniqueness of a stadium in real life, right? You know, as a, as a huge baseball fan, Fenway Park's in my backyard. Um, you contrast that to some of the beautiful modern parks, you know, where the San Francisco Giants play, where the Mariners play. And I won't pretend I know the names of those stadiums because the, the licensing changes every decade, it seems. Yep. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, I think that's the great thing that people love about visiting uh, a, new, a new stadium, a new park, is that you get to see what's the charm, what's unique about that place. So... Um, I think in, in this existing game, you know, that there's been a lot of uh, effort um, put into that, not just in the field surface, you know, where there's lava pits or where there's toxic goo pits, uh, where there's a sandworm, uh, but also looking at the surrounding stadium, you know, making it that larger than life feel. Um, I love how the goalposts, you know, have like bones and, and pointy things <laughs> coming right. out of them. Uh, that's cool. You know, I love, uh, what is it? Uh, the the mayhem team that has like a bunch of like rock star parody names. The full metal um, mayhem. Full metal mayhem. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Yes. You know, I, I love that stadium. It's got a, a lot of, you know, um, cool background features that are very subtle, but somebody had to take time and think about that and make sure right. that, that was important to bring into the game because it adds more flavor to who that team is and you're on their home stadium. Um, so that's, that's cool. I like seeing those little types of details. I think, uh, Continuing to, to get great voiceover work, you know, new lines mixed in, uh, new scripts for the players when it's their turn to trash talk on screen. Um, always seeing a nice deep catalog of those types of things helps keep the game fresh, even after you've played it for, you know, 30, 50, 80, 100 hours. Right, exactly. And you're right. And the detail is phenomenal. And they took a lot of effort to really get to know the city that it represents. Mm -hmm. Like you're in uh, Crack Some Skulls. It's sunny Florida. You're yeah. in uh, <laughs> Nuke London and it's cold and brisky, but it's not quite snowy because you guys have the, the ocean, but it's got that Salt Lake feel to it or where I'm from in Snuffalo and it, it's snow. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> it's just snow. Just snow. <laughs> Miserable. You know, and yeah, that, so let's just say you had, it's 2017. We'll go back in time. 
and you have Madden 17 and Mutant Football League, and you can only choose one, which one could you, would you put down? Uh, Kyle, this is an easy, easy choice. You know, for all the great things that Madden offers uh, in terms of its depth of play and franchise, et cetera, uh, there's, there's nothing that will ever replace in my heart from a sentimental standpoint, from a current gen play it now standpoint, uh, Mutant Football League all the way a thousand times over, not even close. Um, I think just everything that's unique and fun about it, just, you know, squishing, <laughs> squishing your opponent until he bursts into this gooey pus sack of bones <laughs> and blood. Like, how cool is that? You know, right. I love that you can still make late hits after the whistle blows. I love that there's all this creativity that goes into it. Um, it's fun. I love when they uh, brought in the extra uh, the extra characters, you know, it wasn't just humans and trolls and skeletons. They brought in the werewolves. They brought in the demons, you know. Um, it's cool to see those other player races pop up. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And it was done well, you know. I think that was one of the things I remember hearing, you know, from the developers in, in Digital Dreams was that they didn't want to rush something and put it in there just to say, well, we had werewolves at launch. Right. They wanted to get it right, you know. They wanted the animations to look badass and, and get everything to a point where they could feel good about it, where the fans are gonna be happy for it and rewarded for their patience. And that definitely took place. And speaking of those werewolves, uh, I love how they uh, announced and they brought out, because they came with the Nashville Lycans. You, they came out with their entire team. Here you go, a werewolf team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy's turning into a werewolf, that guy's, no, here's, a, here's the DLC with a team. <laughs> Yes, that's cool. And then this guy's now a werewolf and that guy's a werewolf and go find them. It's like showcase the werewolves, showcase the, the, the robots, showcase the, the humans and the, the zombies. I like that aspect. It's like it's not just there. Like you said, it's detailed that here you are. You you can play a whole team of these and still. have Yeah, fun. exactly. Absolutely. Um, and it's great. I love everything about it. Yeah, same here. <laughs> now, do you stream or do you play? Is there any way that people can find you? Find me. You know, I'm, I'm a little kind of a low-key guy when it comes to social media and all. Uh, I, I don't stream. I enjoy watching some streams here and there. Um, people want to find me? Gosh, I don't know. Uh, this is your plug. If you don't want to plug it. My plug. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i should remain anonymous there know. you go um <laughs> Too late no you know if, if people really do uh want to reach out because they're curious about the league um you know i i do wonder i wonder how many times somebody has left the oomph league and tried to start something similar with their own group of friends like I, I wonder i wonder if you know somebody had this same idea either before i came up with it you know 10 12 years ago with my own friends you know like right. You always think you have that original idea and then social media makes you realize, oh, damn, somebody beat me to it by like seven years. I, I, uh, I don't think anyone has copied you. I'm Your league is the one of a kind. I've never seen anyone put in the extra aspects of minus gain, switching out players. Your, yours is one of a kind. And yeah, it's very phenomenal. well. Could be. Um, and it's, it, it'd be fun to think that if, if it truly was an original idea that nobody else had come up with it until I had it. Um, hey, that's pretty awesome. But uh, as other people like embrace this style of, of fantasy sports, hey, cool. 
uh, whatever makes you have fun with, with your group of friends, I'm all for it. Well, is there a specific fantasy format that you use that's different or is there a specific or be the commissioner, you can do whatever you want, no matter what. I think it depends on which, which uh, league, um, what am I saying? Which website you run through, you know? Okay. So I initially had the experience of running through ESPN, which I feel did some changes in the last couple of years that actually reduced the, the freedom that the commissioner had. Um, and so I, I actually, that league actually closed, sadly enough, my personal league closed a couple of years back. So I don't run that anymore, but um, it, it's not a coincidence. I don't think that it coincided with when ESPN made some changes on their front end. So uh, I wouldn't recommend that, but Yahoo, I've learned um, there's a few workarounds that I discovered that make things, um, you know, doable. So if you do want to switch points, that's very easy. If you want to switch players, eh, a little tedious, but it can right. get done. Um, I know there's, you know, dozens of other fantasy uh, sports sites that you can go through, but I think it really just comes down to what you are able to do as the commissioner. And some things are very basic, adding a couple of points, no problem. Um, and some things are a little bit more complex and how you choose to keep track of the points that go here and there, the players that go here and there, how you choose to, uh, how, how, much, how much transparency you have um, to just let people see, you know, what goes on behind the scenes in terms of all those adjustments. Uh, that probably varies site to site. So it, it starts off just very basic. I mean, oomph is just simply the, the, the standard quarterback, two running backs, two wideouts. You got your tight end and you got one nope. flex spot. Kicker defense, that's it, man. Alrighty. And yeah. uh, this happens every year. And if you guys want to be part of it, there is contest and basically on Facebook or Twitter where, hey, I, I want to be part of this. And they randomly pick the players that it's different every year. So it's not the same people doing it every year. Your chant number can be called up. Correct. Yeah. And I feel like it, in my experience, we've had some seasons it's literally come down to draft day and we were still trying to fill it up for whatever reason, because, you know, somebody had entered the contest. We're reaching out to him, reaching out to him again. Chad's like, I don't know. I'm pulling my hair out. I've been after this person for five days. <laughs> they have responded. We got to find a backup. So, uh, you know, the more people that are out there and interested in playing the game and, and have even just a shred of an idea about fantasy football, um, please, you know, put your name out there build a relationship with, with the social uh, network profiles, you know, and, and follow along, as you said, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and if anybody wants to email me, sure, go ahead. You can do that. I'll, I'll send in my email address right now. This is about as close to being available as I can be, uh, but it's beachwoodj at hotmail.com. That's B E E C H W O O D J at hotmail.com. So if anybody wants to reach out and, I don't know. Ask me commissioner questions. I'm happy to answer them. That's so cool. Uh, is there anything else that you want to say? Anything? You got the floor. Oh, geez. The fantasy, mutant football league, sports. It's yours. It's mine. You know, um, so you ever hear of a game called Stratomatic? It's yes. a cards and dice game. Yeah. So I've, I've been thinking around recently, how can I take, I love playing Stratomatic Baseball. How can I take this and, and somehow like mutify it, you know? <laughs> so for those that don't know, it's simply you roll some dice and you've got some, some cards that with outcomes. So the number on the dice that you roll determines the outcome in the gameplay, whether it's a base hit, if it's out, a home run, strikeout. And you've got it for like hockey, for football too. 
basketball as well. And I'm just kind of like tinkering. Like I would someday maybe just kind of start picking around and figuring out, okay, I rolled a two six. Well, it says ground out, but actually it's going to turn into a single because there was a landmine over there by second base, <laughs> kablooey. And you got to substitute out that second baseman now with somebody off your bench. I don't know. It's, 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 it would be a lot of work. I think it would be a lot of fun. And then I just got to ask myself, well, who the heck was actually going to play this game with me anyway? Because <laughs> that's always the other half of the I mean, coin. You know? you say something like that. Look up Zombie Texas Hold'em. Zombie Texas Hold'em. And it's the same type of concept. Really? And what you say, you, you get up to three aces, guess what? Zombies attack and you lose one of your cars. Now you only <laughs> have uh, two of a kind. Oh, it sucks to be you. And you have life points and you got dice rolls. Look them up online. It's called T Zombie Texas Hold'em. And he inquires, you two would probably really kick it off with that type of style as well. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah, I love any of these like unique twists. Uh, you know, arcadey games that are I enjoy a good sports sim, you know, that's done right. Um, but I definitely have a, a very overwhelmingly sized soft spot uh, for all of these arcadey sims, the NBA jams and the blitzes and slugfests and, yep. you know, all these other kind of like arcadey, crazy off the walls, uh, you know, takeoffs on these simulations. It just adds some fun. It adds something new and different. Right. And uh, it, it allows players that maybe don't know so much about that particular sport to maybe feel a little bit more comfortable because, you know, who cares who that player is? But I know one thing, I just literally knocked the head of your guy off of his shoulders. And that was pretty <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, because it takes away the competitive aspects of it, of I can only last maybe one or two Madden rounds without getting frustrated that I'm getting my butt kicked. I can spend five or six hours in Mutant Football League and just laugh at everyone who's dying on the field. <laughs> and <I hear laughs> my score. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah. No, I think that's it for me, Kyle, man. I, uh, I appreciate the, uh, the offer to, I don't know, plug and say and, 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 and take the stage for a minute, but I don't think I have much else going on right now. So I appreciate that. How about you? Does anybody ever ask you this question? Oh, I'm on Twitch at Olaf Slayer 72 and uh, the podcast itself. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, uh, subscribe and share it with everyone. Uh, yes. I am Olaf Slayer 72 because I am from Western New York. So it's very snowy and I really hate cold. So I know you have a daughter and she might not like this, but I'm more than happy to show that snowman summer. <laughs> <laughs> Quite frankly. And 72 was my old football number. Is that right? Yeah. So it's 72 is my football number and it's a tribute to being in Western New York. So that's my gamer tag and keep this game going. That's all I got to say about this. This Absolutely. is the future in my mind of arcade and football play. You know, I, I, I think back to what would have happened if that Kickstarter that Michael had originally started, you know, if, if that did reach its goal, what a different direction the game would have taken it could have just been all mobile it could have been you know a little microtransaction heavy uh it wouldn't have probably reached well who knows what audiences it would have reached it would have reached a very different audience i bet correct um you know for good or for bad i don't know but uh i'm certainly thrilled that it did come to console it came to pc uh it's still going strong you know it's it's got a podcast attached to it. it's it got a football fantasy league attached to it it's got 
Um, who knows? We, this is merchandise, right? I heard you talking about how you had a, <laughs> a mutant football league mask that you wear at work. Yes, I do. Uh, threadless.com. You do mutantfootball.threadless.com. They do shirts. They do masks. They do water bottles. And nice. it's all the team logos. And they now have jerseys of specific players. They have like Moss Slammin and uh, Von Keller and <laughs> uh, Mike Dicka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could get a shady jersey, throwback uh, Nuke London shady jersey. <laughs> yeah, you might be onto something there. I'll wait until he gets stuffed into the hole of flame. And there then you go. <laughs> Well, Justin, thank you for being here today. And everyone, thank you for listening. This has been the Mutant Football League podcast. Good night and goodbye. Ha 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 ha!